So I feel like I haven't spent enough time with our next guest. This is Auto Collabs. Because I hear all these things from around the industry of the energy and the spunk and the intelligence. And I'm like, I am just not spending time with the right people. But I feel like, Kyle, you know her better than both of us. For the most part, I know Melissa yeah. decently well. Yeah. You know, you know how to say her last She's a name. marketer. You know how to say her last so, name, right? Yeah, I know how to say her last okay. name. Now, maybe, <laughs> hopefully, we'll see. We may or may not have made sure we were right. <laughs> we may or may not have made sure of that. Uh, yeah, and, you know, for all people that have hard to say last names, like moi, Monsieur. we just generally get along, Monsieur. you know? <laughs> you know, I will say this, you know, AutoNation as a company, like, obviously, we read about them in Automotive News. Their PR stuff comes across the PR wire, but, like, they kind of are like keep your head down and keep moving uh, organization. They obviously purchase, you know, they're on an acquisition tear like all the publics, but they just keep their head down. They keep moving. They tackle the next thing. And so you don't actually hear about them a ton. But the other really cool thing about what I've noticed is like they send someone from their org to almost every conference I've ever been to. Uh, secret. Which is kind of like they're just paying you, you. You're like you're in the halls, aren't you? I see mm. that. You know, so. I mean that goes again. You see a lot too many dealerships that don't send anybody to anything, right? Especially sometimes the larger groups, like you have your own thing going on, so you're like, we don't want that, and they're kind of the opposite of that. Whenever silently. I think of big groups like this, though, they remind me of the one and only winner of social media. Any guesses who the one and only winner of social media is? The marketers? Tom from MySpace. <laughs> oh, I know Tom from MySpace. Everybody knows Tom. Well, everybody, everybody over the Tom. age of 35 knows Tom it, from guess MySpace. Guess where Tom is now. Anywhere he wants to I was going to say, do you really know where he's at right now? Nope. Because he took his 100 mil and he went anywhere he He doesn't even have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one and only winner of social. I'm anywhere uh, I want to be. And that's these big groups. Like you talk about somebody like Melissa or, you know, to your point, what? Kyle, where are they? Everywhere. Where do they not need to be? Anywhere because they're everywhere. You know, it's like I'm anywhere. I'm I trying want to follow to this argument. Really we quick. are now trapped in inception. Uh, so now <laughs> that we've trapped you in we? inception, we hope that you enjoy this episode of Auto Collapse in this conversation with Melissa Cartagena. Oh, we're already laughing, and we are here with Melissa Cartagena, and uh, we're laughing because I royally messed up her name 33 seconds ago, but <laughs> Melissa, thanks uh, for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. All right, so track back, because we've talked to you on another one of our podcasts before, but for all the listeners, you... Um, you came into auto in as as luck would have it. We uh, we ask everybody how they come into auto uh, via uh, like being in other industries in marketing. If I uh, if I'm correct, yep. is that right? Yep. Yes, I spent uh, 20 years in digital in general, but I've worked in a bunch of different verticals outside of auto. I came to auto in 2014, but prior to that, I had been in web hosting companies. I had been in telecommunications doing affiliate work. I even worked for a CPG company and also spent some time in residential real estate. So I've uh, been through several different verticals. Why not the real okay. estate? Just throw that in there. 
Yeah, just the real I'm estate. I'm a dog walker. I ran a breakfast yeah. restaurant. Like, she's just going to go through the list. <laughs> what? Definitely okay. not telemarketing, though. I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. Right. So, because in, in, in many people's worlds, like 2011 to 2014 was when the internet started existing, right? Like, that's when they finally realized that they needed a website type thing. Mm -hmm. But there were many other verticals, especially outside of auto, that were... You know, obviously, autos had websites since you know the late '90s, and had web vendors, and auto and Cars.com and Auto Trader came around in that time. But really, like the big press um, when when a lot of those vendors kind of came on the scene was in like the 2010 to 2014 range. Mm -hmm. Like, give us a look back when you were in a, those other verticals. What were some of the experiments and things that were happening back then that you were learning about um, that maybe like. When you came into auto, you were like, you guys don't know about this. <laughs> That's a you big know, question. It's a lot. <laughs> when I started back in the day, like Google was not, they, it was pre-IPO. So Google hadn't gone public. The, Yahoo was like the biggest and MSN would feed their results into Yahoo. So we used to do what was called paid inclusion back then. So you can run a feed in through Yahoo and get first page placement in the Yahoo listings, you're technically we're paying for it, but it looked like the free version of, you know, your app, your, your website coming up in ranking. <clears throat> so in the SERPs, which was crazy. So you could pay for that via paid inclusion on Yahoo, but then also stuff your meta keyword tag with all kinds of keywords back in the day for Google to get your website to rank. So it was way back when, way back when, and then that was the year way back in like 2000, I want to say maybe 2003, roughly, when Google first made its very first algorithm update, and they called it the Google Dance. That was actually founded in South Florida, and it's why they call it the Florida Google Dance. And check me on that because it may not I've be never heard this term, before. But it's wait a second, it. you're dropping all types of things that I'm like, I, what? Yeah, what? it was back in the day when it was the first algorithmic update that they ever made. And uh, it was bouncing off their servers several times. So they called it the dance and it was founded in Florida. So they called it the Florida Google dance, something the in that, something. in Yeah. That. yeah the Google Florida update. Yeah, yeah. It was way back when check the year. It might've been 2003 or somewhere in that time frame. And um, it was the first time I was an account manager at an agency when I, all of a sudden my phone was like flipping out, ringing off the wall, people like saying I was ranked number one forever. And now all of a sudden I can't be found for like eight pages deep. So the, wow. literally the, the index flipped <laughs> upside down. And then we were battling people all day trying to figure out what was going on and searching all of the uh, forums to figure out what happened. Um, but then we were able to figure it out, but it took several months for a lot of those rankings to come back up. So I spent a lot of time in the SEO space way back when, and then also in the paid search space. But back then, Overture was still very big as well, which I don't even know if you right. guys know who Overture is, but you could lock bids, it was great. And then, you know, Google, you were buying media buys, really. You were getting placements that were like five or 10 or 15,000 versus keyword buys. It was all like media-based. You can get top placement, but you had to pay up front a pretty penny to get it. And then I remember moved to Golly. the model. I remember Gary. Just Gary real quick, just so you know, you nailed the date. It was two thousand three. So we all knows. Yeah. 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 I remember two thousand three very clearly. Yes. Um Gary Gary Vaynerchuk, um, the marketer entrepreneur, he was talking about I remember he talked about this 
and he was buying the term Merlot when he was wine library for $3,000, right? Like everywhere. That's yeah. anyone who searched it anywhere, everywhere. He owned the term. Merlot. The keyword yeah. term mesothelioma was probably worth more than that back then. It's probably just as expensive today. You get one lead for someone that's suing for mesothelioma, you're golden. It paid for all your advertising. I love how you know this. So I love how you know this. That's your keyword. Like, Note that to was self, what we used to talk about back then. Is what meso was new investment strategy for a Sony. Buy Sell mesothelioma leads. Learn how to spell mesothelioma. Lawyers were, back in the day, it was lawyers were trying to make sure that their yep. websites were optimized well, get the most leads for things wow. like that. So that was like a big client. When I was working web hosting, we had a ton of like small businesses. A lot of them were attorneys. They just want something quick to throw up on the, you know, on the web so that they could be found. Uh, we did template, templated website work there. So like the SEO wasn't really going to help much when you're working with a tight template that doesn't have a lot of flexibility. So we, you know, we did a lot of that. And this was back in the days when people would sell paid search and tell you you're getting X amount of traffic, but really they're taking 50% for their pocket. They could actually do more with their own advertising than do it through a teeny tiny agency that just wanted to make money off of small business owners. It's kind of crazy how things have uh, evolved Golly. over time. Yeah. I didn't expect all that. <laughs> that, that was a, been around for a, a while. treasure trove yeah. of joyful, joyful knowledge that I didn't know I was getting this Monday morning. Did you morning. guys ever like see, so there was a gentleman and I can't remember, his name escapes me right now, but he was one of the originators like back in, way back in the day of SEO and he's part of PubCon. I don't know if you guys are familiar with PubCon. It's an SEO uh, conference that happens every year. My mentor is in it. He goes all the time now, but previous to him, there was another gentleman and he's still in the biz. I'll find his name. I can't recall off the top of my head, but he had this like, remember the Wayback Machine? You guys have seen the Wayback Machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go back still to websites it. years ago. But the, he, it. this guy had a screenshot of how all the engines would feed off of each other way back in the day. So you still had Google, but then you had Yahoo. MSN was feeding into Yahoo. And then you had Ask Jeeves. That was one of the websites back then. But then that. you had things like Inktomi, I think it was called. That was one that was like a big engine back then, but they were all just like feeding into each other. And he would recreate it every year. I don't know if he has anything like that now, otherwise we just see like Google and then maybe think. <laughs> but every year was like a big thing like we would impress our clients at the agency like hey have you seen this website that shows you how all the engines intertwine with each other and how traffic actually surfaces across the uh, across the web well it's interesting because instead of like the the new version of that is google's like well we're just gonna buy the top three sound good okay <laughs> right like they're like we got google and youtube we're good. Mm -hmm. yeah. We basically own all of the searches, right? Which they both feed each other, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. now they got to contend with is that Bruce Clark, Clay. That's a whole other. Yes, it was Bruce, Bruce Clay. Clay. Yeah. Thank you. The Godfather. Yes, pretty much. The guy that made us all a lot of money and also some of us really bald. Yeah. <laughs> he's still around, though. I think he still speaks at conferences and everything. Yeah, he right? does. Yeah, still active in the game. Yeah. 
That's a long amazing. time. Now, this is a little history lesson for all. So <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Ex- yeah, okay. this is oh, legit a history. Le- I'm like now. I'm, I'm now. I'm like. I'm, I found this site that has like all of the Google updates for eternity. Right? Like, <laughs> what the way they all came from? And I'm like, I'm like, oh man, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's that original. page rank out of the caffeine, the hummingbird, the phantom. Right? Like they're all. Wow. And now, Panda. I mean, we get Google algorithm updates like at rapid pace at this point. I mean, it's every year there's a major update. Every six months there's minor updates. Every Four three vitals. months there's I micro updates. I know, I can't updates, keep up anymore. Right? I can't. It's how, unbelievable. M- Melissa, let me ask you, how, how does all of this history, how, do, how is that, like looking back hindsight, how has that positioned you well to do what you're doing now in your current role? Um, I think because everything in this, and I refer to digital as an industry to me, even though I work for automotive, that's the vertical I'm in, but my industry is really digital, right? Hmm, and it's the, it's the yearly change. It's the annual, not even annual, it could be multiple times a year, but there's always something new that's being learned throughout throughout the entire time. So I think that has benefited me of knowing what the history was and then watching the evolution of it over time has, has helped me to elevate and be where I am today. I came here in 2014 to start our digital programmatic business. That was my job when I first started at AutoNation. And that's because of all the experience I had with media buys in the past and the way that you would buy media online and how different that is today and how much more you can customize it today. So that's that was really the way that it's paved for me in terms of what I've been able to bring to the tables because of that all that history that I have in the industry and seeing things change over time. You just shifted a paradigm for me. You just shifted a paradigm for me because you said industry is digital. Vertical is automotive. My whole career, I've been a digital (laughs) guy doing the SEOs and the paid media and all these. And not once have I considered your industry. I'm I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> That's because, crazy. Because like, you're not, Michael. Let me no, affirm. I'm in the right. I'm, the right. I'm, I'm a vagabond in a vertical. I'm in a yes. vertical. You're, you're a, a vertical vert- vagabond. My yes. vertical is automotive. I love. <laughs> yes. I see. I wrote it down on my my. He's got to take a nap. He's got to go talk to his dad who started digital. the company. Good. Yeah. Oh, I have that same one at home too. Remarkable. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. I love. This is actually, I want to double tap on this because it actually gives many more people in auto potentially like a broader lens. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Right? Like immediately that paradigm shift then gives you a broader perspective, which we're always challenging. Like look look outside of auto, look outside of auto, look look whatever. But if you're in the digital industry, you're like, oh, no, I'm looking at everything digital. Exactly. Right? If you're in the sales industry, oh, I'm looking at everything sales. Yep. If you're in the hospitality industry, industry, hospitality oh, industry, oh, there you go. Right, that's your industry. Your now your perspective is much broader. It is, and you can focus that perspective on a vertical. Like, we can finish the podcast now. Everybody just needs. We to just go, need to go, go like rethink our approach. Own. Seriously, like when people, when I see like people looking for uh, potential talent. And they're like, must have automotive experience. Why? Why do you have to have automotive experience? You can teach that, but the digital stuff, like the digital skill set, that's much harder to teach than to teach the industry to somebody. 
You so know, we have conversations I, like that all the time. It's true. I've, anybody that I've ever hired here has not had an automotive background. They you all come from some digital experience and I bring them in and I teach them that. I learned it. If I can learn it, anybody can learn it. I mean, it's not that hard. It's it's definitely got its nuances, but you can learn Michael's it. Take, Michael's taking an effort. <laughs> you didn't even know you were coming with this up. today. Throw some water. I had no clue you were going to drop knowledge like you, this on the industry today. Melissa, welcome to Mon Welcome to the start of the week. You just you just tied the most beautiful bow on the age old debate in this vert vertical. In this which vertical, which is you can't help. You ever sold a car? You can't help me until you got your tie cut. It's like, that's a perfectly teachable skill. Yep. And look, I'm not trying to take anything away from salespeople because there, there is definitely talented salespeople out, out there. That's for sure. I'm not trying to take that away. But there's just certain aspects of business that you don't necessarily need to have that level of that experience. But if you have experience in life doing other things that can lend itself, there's no reason why it shouldn't be considered. Well, you just told us before before we jumped on the, the actual and hit record, you were saying like, hey, look, we've got a three-page document. We know all of the 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 acronyms, acronyms that everyone that anyone that needs to come on needs to learn. It's like, here's the document, read it, learn it next. Yep. You know, like not that crazy. Except that there's probably three more pages that needs to be added to yeah, it. Yeah, that was <laughs> last year's version. Year. <laughs> and this year has, has three more pages. Like a never-ending list of acronyms. Where do you right. help your team? Because you just, I want to key in on something. You said, um, my team, when I bring them on, they, they come with no automotive experience. Where do you then start to teach them? Like, what direction do you point them to say, here's how you get familiar with the industry that we serve now? Um, you know, there are a couple of key conferences just saying, that could help oh. with knowledge. And that's key, like that happened to me. So when I first when I first started in 2014, uh, dealer.com back in the day used to have a conference oh, yeah. called Dealer Days. And yeah. I went to a couple of those and, it, and I learned a lot about the industry by going to some of those events and sitting in on some of those sessions and understanding what, you know, what other people were dealing with. And then to keep up on the digital aspects, I send my people to industry-related digital conferences, not so much just automotive, because I want them to think outside the box. I want them to bring in new ideas because I want to be on the forefront of every new idea that there is. We always want to try something new here. Okay, you can't hang it. Like, leave us hanging there. What are the, what what are are the industry oh, so events industry that you're events. So, like, there's to. a few out there. I used to start off going to the SMX events all the time. Uh, there's an advanced one that's up in um, Seattle every year. <laughs> <laughs> there's one in New York for, like, beginners and intermediates, but the advanced one is in June of every year, and that's out in Seattle. Sometimes they do them online. Then display, like all like the display stuff, programmatic. Programmatic I.O. is great because you get people from every vertical you can imagine. And then the pros in the industry of programmatic are there. And you learn from the DSPs, the SSPs, like all of those folks are in the room. So you get like a plethora of information that's outside of what you're used to hearing. Melissa. Um, I know you've given us enough of your time because you have a meeting to go to. So we want to get you out of here. But let me just um, affirm you. I have never seen Kyle and Michael and myself all like not knowing what to say <laughs> after a guest stops their sentence. I don't know that that's ever happened. 
but you've just accomplished that several times. We can't wait to hang out with you at a SodaCon. Um, and we just, if this is the, the podcast, I don't know what the live version is going to be. Uh, but thank you so much for giving us some of your time No, today. of course. I appreciate it. This was fun. Got lots of stories to tell. Just let me so know. It's great. I can't great. wait. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Guys. Have I been in the right, wrong place my entire career? Have I? I just think been we're lying? all having an identity crisis, questioning like, <laughs> what in the heck just happened. She was one sentence away. I'm telling you, from balancing things on my hat, which everybody knows is what I do when I start to glitch out a little bit. I, I don't think I've ever seen all of us speechless at the end of uh, a guest comment. Usually we're like, one of us is ready to kind of jump in and keep the conversation flowing. And she stopped and we're just like, kind of got caught flat footed. Like, uh, no, what's, what's uh, even better is, <laughs> and the people maybe don't know this, but normally right after we say goodbye, there's like two or three minutes gap between like finishing recording and then us re recording this part. In that gap, she goes, oh man, I didn't even get started on all the stories <laughs> and the things that we're doing in the automation. Like, where is that? <laughs> you know, so a soda con. Yeah, well, one, it's at a soda con. You can, she's going to be speaking there, talking actually about a lot of the things that they're doing with data and CDPs with automation. It's really cool that she she's able to open up a lot of that. But this is what I think is so key to that conversation, and we zeroed in on it a bunch of times. Is like her rich depth of knowledge that she gained from the late nineties to 2014 outside of our industry in the yeah. outside of our vertical oh, yeah. Yeah. outside of our vertical uh -huh. in her digital industry has given her all of the, all of the resources needed to continually improve and dial in. And just the fact that like I wrote down three conferences, right. That I've never heard of that are technically in my industry because I've been in digital the last si the last eight years of my right. time in, in auto. And it's like, those are, those are things that now the whole industry has access to. It's like, you can send your people to programmatic IO, especially those groups that have marketing teams and all that, because that's a way to dial in and, and, and have people from the trade desk and all the other DSPs sitting there telling you what they're dreaming up, what they're thinking of, which is how all of these marketers are executing marketing plans uh, across auto. So, I mean, or just, yo, you can go to a soducon.com and get tickets for that because here's what person. we know. That is a, that is a industry conference positioned for the vertical of automotive. Hey. absolutely and taco tuesday and taco tuesday well listen i mean we the three of us have been left dumbfounded we're so excited to be able to connect with melissa again at a SodaCon. if you're not going what yeah what? What? come on pull the trigger let's see you there um where you get to hear from her and of course so many others um Hope you enjoyed this conversation with our new pal, Melissa. I want to pick her brain on so many things. On behalf of myself, Mike Cirillo, Pal Mouthseer, and Paul J. Daly, thanks for joining us on AutoCoins. Sign up for our free and fun-to-read daily email for a free shot of relevant news in automotive, retail, media, and pop culture. You can get it now at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.
Welcome to Auto Collapse. Why are we recording? Are we rolling yet? <laughs>